Asia Pacific currents. News and labor issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning, and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the first of September. Allegedly, the first day of spring, but what with climate change, who the heck knows? In any event, hello and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents. That's right. I'll be taking you through to nine thirty this morning, and a special thank you to Annie McLaughlin for another Solidarity Breakfast Show. Pierre is not here today, so he can't regale us with tales of the weather. You'll just have to—I don't know—check with the Bureau of Meteorology, who have always had it more accurate than him, anyway. He did, however,、um, interview Jong Ok Kong.、Uh, she is from.、Uh, she's a volunteer with Sharps,、um, and for those of you who、uh, don't remember, Sharps is the. Supporters for the health and rights of people in the semiconductor industry, and this is the、um, campaign group, industrial campaign group that has formed around、um, Samsung Electronics Corporation in relation to the spate of、um, occupational health and safety illnesses and deaths and diseases that have emerged in those factories. So we'll be、um, speaking with Jong in the second part of the program. But of course, first up today, news from around the region. And we're going to kick off in India. Earlier this week, on Tuesday, teams of police in a coordinated operation throughout India raided the homes of several high-profile human rights activists in in and across the country.、Um, they were all arrested and charged under the Draconian Unlawful Activities Prevention Act, which forbids bail and carries long prison sentences if convicted. These arrests are a clear attack on the poor and marginalised working class sections of the of society, on whose behalf these activists were working for, and so they were actually arrested for、um, their political, human rights, and activist work. There's now an India-wide coordinated support group established as human、um, and labour rights activists get together and try and、um, campaign for the release of these comrades. In Iran. This week has seen more protests by Iranian workers throughout the country. The strike at the Haftapé sugar refinery has now entered the third week, with workers resisting all attempts by officials to re- to return to work unless all wage and conditions、uh, issues are settled beforehand. Hundreds of steel workers in Ahwaz have been protesting for days, demanding their unpaid wages and speaking out against corruption, religious hypocrisy, and exploitation. Other protests include workers at a refuelling station in Ramhormoz,、uh, and they are taking action after being fired as a result of a lack of fuel. While working-class communities in Hovaize have barricaded a road leading to the state-owned oil and gas companies in protest against continuing water shortages. So a lot of activity in the Iranian labour movement. Of course, on the 16th of November, we have the Global Day of Action Against Trade Union Repression, and、um, we are working alongside the comrades in Iran and the Iranian diaspora across the world,、um, campaigning for the rights of these workers, particularly the arrested trade unionists. 
Now in Australia, Alcoa workers continue their strike in Western Australia. Industrial action by more than 1,300 Alcoa workers is set to continue into September after nearly two years of negotiations between the AWU and the mining giant have ground to a halt. Workers from Alcoa's Pinjara, Wajarup and Quinana refineries and in the Huntley and Willowdale Boxot mines and Bunbury Port, all of those workers, walked off the job on the 8th of August over the long-standing dispute about the company's new enterprise bargaining agreement. The main issue in dispute is around job security. The ballot for the EBA that the company is proposing will close on the 9th of September and given that the majority of workers are on strike, it's likely to be voted down. Now in South Korea and again our uh, campaign around Sungyong, in the summer, just to remind listeners, in the summer of 2009, a workers' occupation of their factory, the Sungyong Motor Company in the city of Pyeongtuk, was brutally defeated by a combined police and army raid. A commission of inquiry has now found that police commandos used anti-terrorist weapons such as stun guns and multi-purpose launchers during their assault. In addition, the police commando units also sprayed about 200,000 litres of tear gas liquid with cancer-causing ingredients over these unionists from a helicopter. The commission heard that the final assault was personally approved by the then-president Lee Byung-Buk, Workers and supported gathered this week outside the offices of the Commission in Seoul to demand that the former president, Lee Byung-Buk, and former Gyeongji Province Police Agency Commissioner, Cho Hyun-Oi, both be prosecuted. Workers also want further prosecution of the spate of suicides that affected tens of thousands, sorry, tens of Sungyong workers in the years since 2009. We'll go to some community announcements and then the rest of the news from around the region. You got to remember, Nanox is a special day for us, fellas. As a reminder, who we are. Every year for NAIDOC Week, 3CR Community Radio gives voice to our Indigenous brothers and sisters through Beyond the Bars, Australia's only live prison broadcast. I am a black, black man. NAIDOC means a lot to me. It's about identity and also about past and present. NAIDOC means a lot to me for my family and my people. And the people forgetting about our rights. You can access audio from current and past Beyond the Bars broadcasts via the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars and either listen to or download audio from Australia's only live prison broadcast. Happy NAIDOC! It's eight minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. I'm Giselle Hanna. We're continuing with the news roundup from around the region and now we go to India in the the automobile industry. This week in the northern state of Haryana, the Maruti Udyog Komgur Union announced that it had raised um, close to 90,000 Australian dollars from donations from other Maruti Suzuki workers. This will be used as financial support for the families of the 13 Maruti workers who are currently serving life sentences in jail. You'll remember that after the um, 
the dispute, the Maruti dispute, some 127, I think, workers were arrested. Most of them were um, acquitted, but 13 remain in jail. These 13 workers who had actively taken part in the organised struggle against the company were sentenced to life imprisonment in relation to the death of Ashwin Kumar, a general manager of the Maruti Suzuki Manasar plant in July 2012. In another dispute in the southern state of Tamil Nadu, more than 600 workers from the pre-coal automotive parts manufacturing plant have been on indefinite strike since August 21. The workers are on strike in support of 140 workers who have been suspended by the company as well as wages and other work conditions. The pre-coal workers have a proud and militant history over the last 10 years in standing up for their rights and against repression. In China, a government report released last month has highlighted that the construction in in China's most dangerous that construction is China's most dangerous occupation. In the first half of this year alone, counting only officially recorded incidents, there were 1,732 accidents and 1,752 deaths, an increase of 7.8% and 1.4% respectively. The construction industry has had the highest number of accidents and deaths of any industry, uh, including mining and the commercial or trade sector for the last nine years. And while accidents and death rates in most sectors are declining, in the construction industry, both numbers have steadily increased since 2016. We did used to say that coal mine deaths were the highest in the world in China. So this uh, particular report is especially startling. So uh, looking more at those coal mine deaths in China, so according to official records, the total number of coal mine deaths in China has dropped by 12.9% in the first half of the year and currently stands at 159 deaths or just 9% of the number of construction worker deaths in the same period. The sector is plagued by a chaotic system of subcontracting and a systemic failure to abide by basic safety laws and regulations. The vast majority of construction site accidents involve structural collapses, workers falling from a height or being struck by falling objects, incidents that can be avoided if simple safety measures had been enforced. And lastly, the United Nations report calls for genocide charges to be laid. This week, the United Nations Independent International Fact-Finding Mission on Myanmar released a summary report that called for the investigation and prosecution of Myanmar military leaders for genocide in Rakhine State. The report found that only... Um, not only were crimes against humanity and war crimes being committed in Rakhine State, but such crimes had also been committed in the eastern states of Kachin and Shan State since 2011. Since the military offensive in Rakhine State, over one million Rohingya have been refugeed in Bangladesh. The situation for these refugees is desperate, and the UN is calling for international agencies not to forget these people amid the competing demands due to the continuing global refugee crisis. It's 12 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. That's the news from around the region. And we will be back with our interview with Jong from Sharps just after these announcements. I often feel the only thing standing between us falling off that precipice and actually fighting our way back up the top of the hill is the trade union movement. I really believe that. We have the numbers, we have the commitment, we have the heart... We have the will to really fight. 
and the only way we're going to win that fight is to grow the union movement. That was Jed Carney talking up union. Stay tuned to 3CR for more union news. 8.55 on your AM dial or 3cr.org.au. Jong Ong Kok is a volunteer for Sharps, which is the supporters for the allied and rights. Of, sorry, for the health and rights of people in the semiconductor industry in South Korea, and she's the person in charge of compensation negotiations with Samsung Electronics Corporation. Jong was interviewed earlier this month in relation to the ending of the sit-in in front of Samsung headquarters in Seoul. Here is that interview between Pierre and Jong. The sitting in front of Samsung headquarters finished last month after almost three years. Can you tell us why the sitting was started in the first place? Sitting protest started on 7th October 2015. And to explain why we started that, we need to go back to a few months before. So July 2015, the mediation committee uh, between shops and Samsung released its proposal on compensation, prevention, and apology. And we agreed on that, but Samsung refused the proposal and made unilateral compensation plan. And also we found that Samsung just delayed the further discussion repeatedly So, actually, the mediation process had been proposed by Samsung, not by us. And we found we had been deceived by Samsung. That is why we started this protest demanding Samsung to continue the social dialogue, which uh, they had been proposed. Many listeners, having heard that the protest went for three years, would be wondering how you managed to maintain a sitting for so long, both physically and emotionally. Oh, yeah, actually, even I myself cannot believe that we really could do it. And, yeah, it was really exhausted physically as well as emotionally, but we uh, could continue because... Hundreds of people actually visited the sit-in protest. There were unions, NGOs, scholars, and students, and even some Samsung workers, they visit the sit-in protest camp, and some of them regularly uh, stay there overnight so that the victims and the advocates did not need to stay there always and we could have some break and holidays. And yeah, it was tired, but there was no single moment of doubt if this is the right thing to do uh, because of those solidarity. Were you ever attacked by the police or, or thugs in this time? One of the strategy of our sitting protest was do everything within the legal limit because there were victims, you know, who were sick. So 
we actually made very peaceful and even beautiful <laughs> protests. So actually, police did not attack. Rather, they protected us from the extreme right-wing people's attack. And what support did you receive from the rest of the Korean labor movement uh, during this time? Well, among those hundreds of people who visited and supported our protest, many of them were labor activists. And in terms of the trade union, you know, our victims are not organized into union and Samsung has been uh, no union company for long years. So actually, uh, trade unions in Korea, they do not need to support, but they did in many direct and indirect way. And most of all, uh, you know, we, I think the indirect support by working together for the uh, broader um, goal is the most important thing that they gave to us because uh, based on their own activities to increase awareness of occupational uh, safety and health and uh, they always mention our struggle so our protest was not isolated and also they really understood the meaning of our struggle uh, so we actually could continue to demand the broader social value beyond the individual victim's interest I understand that. So in the end, what was the agreement that you reached with Samsung Electronics? And why did you think they compromise now and not before? The agreement that we made this time is about the binding arbitration. So Samsung and shops will accept whatever the mediation committee will make a plan to compensate and uh, prevent workers' illnesses. So the detail is not known yet, but based on the mediation committee's statement, this plan of compensation will be based on the social value of shop's struggle to widen the coverage of the victims, uh, not only the victims who are already recognized, but also the victims in the future and the past. And you know the reason why Samsung Electronics compromised now and not before is the very important question that I really want to know. <laughs> but uh, based on many other people's analysis. Uh, currently, Samsung Electronics has a kind of a critical period for their own sustainability. And one thing, uh, many media people emphasized the importance of this period, focusing on Ideon, the family of the owner uh, succession but I actually think they just 
other than this succession issue, Samsung Electronics cannot ignore this problem anymore because hundreds of victims have been reported and more and more cases have been accepted and recognized by the government and by the court. And, you know, no single worker can continue to work in this situation without any guarantee of their safety and health. So I think a slow but steady effort to raise awareness of the risk and hazard in their workplace uh, is one of the very critical factor for them to compromise this. Obviously, your your struggle and your efforts have been fantastic. But do you think that conditions in terms of occupational health and safety for workers at Samsung Electronics factories will improve now? I hope so. And sorry to say there is no evidence so far to say that the, the working condition has been improved into safer way. But I really hope it can be improved in the future. And I think two things are uh, essential to verify the improvement. So one is transparency. So independent research and investigation should be guaranteed to verify. And the second factor but second but not really second factor yeah. is the independent voice of the workers from that uh, workplace so far we do not have heard any single independent voice of workers from the factories other than the victims so if there is a voice of vic- uh, voice of workers from the workplace uh, free from any suppression of the company then we can tell that is the evidence of improvement. Yes, you are, you are very correct. And Samsung Electronics is one of the most vicious anti-union companies in South Korea for many decades now. And as a final question, but following from what you've just said, do you think that your fight has inspired other workers to campaign on occupational and health safety issues at their workplaces in South Korea? Yes, I think so, and I hope so. Shops ourselves, we learned a very important lesson from our own fights, and also many other workers actually told us that they learned that nothing is impossible because based on the 11 years of struggle of shops and the victims from Samsung Electronics, now the government policy has been changed into the better way to uh, reduce the burden of proof so the victims can get the compensation much easier than before and also other big companies than Samsung Electronics adapted proactive measures for compensation and prevention and also workers as well as many civil society groups including ourselves learned that 
lots of hazards from semiconductor industry already have been transferred into the smaller subcontractors or even to the different countries. And we found the brand company's responsibility is not demanded strongly enough. So that really taught us that we really should work together for stronger campaign so that the companies can take their responsibility. I think they're very good uh, words to finish on, uh, Jong, and uh, the fighting words uh, to inspire us uh, workers around the, the region to actually work together uh, because a lot of these companies like Samsung Electronics are, are global companies with uh, factories and offices all around the region. So um, well done to you and your comrades and we wish you all the best and uh, we'll certainly keep in touch in the future. Oh, thank you very much. That was Pierre Morrow interviewing Jong Ok Kong, um, who is with Sharps, the supporters for the health and rights of people in the semiconductor industry. And she's the person in charge of compensation negotiations with Samsung Electronics. It's also worth noting um, that for the first time ever, an independent union has been able to be organised and registered for workers in Samsung Electronics in South Korea. Massive congratulations to those workers. 26 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. I'm going to go to a community announcement and then uh, just uh, some final announcements before I end the show. 2018 marks 20 years since senior traditional owner Yvonne Margarula invited supporters to come to Mirar Country within Kakadu National Park to blockade the proposed Jabaluka uranium mine. Thousands answered the call. The mine was stopped. To commemorate this extraordinary anniversary, Conjate Me Aboriginal Corporation and the Australian Conservation Foundation have produced a gorgeous commemorative calendar. Standing Strong, Jabaluka 20 Years is a piece of history you don't want to miss. Order your copy today at mirar.net. That's M-I-R-A-R-R.net, a 3CR supporter. our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts and so do we. They're a bargain at $20 for adults and $15 for kids and come in black, white, grey and a cool light blue. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 9419-8377. Or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. Well, that does bring us to the end of another Asia-Pacific Currents for this week. Do join us again next Saturday from 9 o'clock with more news and current affairs from the Asia-Pacific region. Um, Coming up next is Palestine Remembered, but I do want to remind you that on the 16th of November, I know that's quite a while away, we do have the National Day of Action Against Trade Union Repression. So um, if you're organising in this country or in another country, you're listening to this podcast, 
podcast somewhere else uh, and you want to organise an event for the Global Day of Action Against Trade Union Repression, please email us at aawl at aawl.org.au and let us know what you want to organise and how we can support you. But for now, that's all from me, Giselle Hanna, and coming up next, Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.